On today's show, we are talking about the new 2021 Tops update. Some decent players, a decent checklist, new product, all good things. So sit back, relax, and enjoy today's Dinging Corners. Hey guys, before we get into the podcast today, I wanted to share some news with you. I've been doing breaks on Wednesdays, but we are moving to Thursday nights, 5 to 10 p.m. I will be doing five hours of breaks every Thursday night starting next week. We will be having premium products. We'll be having some giveaways, and we'll be having good football, basketball, and baseball products moving forward on Thursday nights. So if you are interested in getting into that product, you can go to slabstocks.com slash shop. It is not up yet. Aaron will be releasing it later this week. So keep checking. Check Friday, check Saturday. I don't know exactly which day he's releasing the stuff for next week, but there will be premium product. There will be some giveaways, and we should have a good time 5 to 10 o'clock on Thursday evenings. So even if you don't want to buy anything, You can come join in and join the conversation and talk sports with me and everyone else in the chat. So if you're interested in that, please join in and I will talk to you then. Now on to the rest of the podcast. Welcome everyone to Dinging Corners, a baseball podcast powered by Slab Sucks. I am your host, Nate, and today it's Tops Update Day. So Tops Update came out last Friday, I believe. Um, it's been out now, not quite for a week. Good players on the checklist, good players, a uh, decent number of Wisconsin players, which we will get into for a brief moment. But before we get into that, let's talk about the Braves a little bit. The worst team in the playoffs, quote unquote, worst team on paper, you know, win Ross loss record, uh, the worst team. But it just goes to show you that it doesn't matter how many wins and losses you have in baseball. If it did, the Dodgers would win the championship every single year. It doesn't matter what people think of you. It doesn't matter if you lose your best player. You just have to be hot at the right time, and you have to be hot in the playoffs, which means you have to make the playoffs. And so the Braves, under 500 for quite a bit of the year, not leading the division, they still go out and make trades for the Jorge Solers and the Eddie Rosarios and the Duvals of the world. And it paid off in a huge way. Instead of saying, oh, we're not close enough. We won't make a trade. We'll just see if we can make the playoffs and go from there. They said, no, let's trade for guys that we think can help us. If it doesn't work, it doesn't work. But at least we gave it our best shot. They made the playoffs and look what happens. And so if you are a fan of any team, literally any team, all you have to do is make the playoffs. So I, as a Brewers fan, You know, we made the playoffs four years in a row. The closest we got to a championship was game six against the Dodgers, game seven against the Dodgers uh, in 2018. And then since that point, it's not been as good. Um, We do keep losing to the teams that win the World Series, so that's a little bit frustrating. But, you know, all you have to do is make it. And then one year, eventually, something good should happen. Unless you're the Twins playing the Yankees all the time, something good should happen, you know. 
And all it takes is getting there and believing. And so I commend the Braves, and I uh, appreciate what they did. You know, they didn't have to go trade for Soleil. They didn't have to go trade for Eddie Rosario. And, yeah, you know, these weren't big pieces per se. They weren't. They didn't cost a ton um, in prospect capital. It was mostly just taking on the salaries. But they still did it. They ate that $10 million or whatever they owed those guys for the rest of the season. They traded the prospects away. And they got a championship, a World Series, a commissioner's trophy out of it. And uh, that is incredible. So congratulations to the Braves. Now let's cover 2021 Tops Update. All right. So this is our third part of a three-part series, 2021 Tops. We covered Series 1 two weeks ago. We covered Series 2 last week. And we did like a year in review of those players. This week, we're going to do it a little different because it's a release, and we're going to talk about the uh, product a little bit and then uh, go from there. So, obviously, we're talking about update. Now, if you are watching this and you are new, I see a lot of times that people are like, oh, I want his Tops Update card. Like, it is a special product. Like, Tops Update is, is you know, its own singular thing. Like, there's Tops Series 1 and Series 2 that are combined, and then Tops Update and if you can get a Tops Update card, that should be worth more than the Top Series 1 or Series 2 card. Not the case. So many of you probably know this if you're watching. But if you're new here and you don't know this, I just want to set this straight. Not the case. Tops Update is just an extension of Series 1 and Series 2. It just has new rookies. So there's nothing special about a Tops Update card compared to a Top Series 2 card or a Top Series 1 card. You shouldn't be going and trying to get a Tops Update card as opposed to a Series 2 card if that's the case, because it, it's just it's just not a thing. Like, Tops Update is just an extension of Series 1 and Series 2. It just has a different name. They could have easily named it Series 3 and called it a day. I don't know why they do Tops Update. So <clears throat> bear that in mind. It's not like some magical thing that makes all cards more valuable. It's just basically Series 3, if you want to call it that. So, in update, we have a few things. Obviously, gold foils, one and two packs for Jumbo. Rainbow foils, one and ten packs. The golds. And then you have the green foils, number to 499. The orange foils and the red foils, number to 299. And 199 that came out in Series 1 this year, new. Advanced stat that's been around for a while. Obviously, you won't be able to tell that advanced stat is an advanced stat unless you look on the back. It'll be numbered out of 300, but the front of the card will look exactly like a base card. Vintage stock, which is a thicker you know, uh, more textured stock, like a vintage card. Independence Day, you all know what that is. It's hard. Um, black, number to 70. Platinum Anniversary, number to 70. Mother's Day, Father's Day, to 50 each. And then Camo to 25. Clear, number to 10, only in hobby. And then the 70th Anniversary, 101, and printing plates. You'll also notice that there are short prints. There are super short prints. And then on the right side of the screen, if you are watching the video, if you're just listening, we have a Fernando Tatis Jr. card over here with a big head. It reminds me of ESPN 2K5, um, my favorite football game growing up. You could put in codes to change the game. So you could have like where you could kick a field goal from anywhere on the field. So you could kick like 99-yard field goals. Um, you could also do things where it's big heads or little bodies, that type of stuff. So you could do big heads in that game. And this is what that looks like. I don't love it. I don't love it. It looks kind of gimmicky. I get why people would spend money on it. It's probably, you know, it's a callback to that type of stuff you could do in video games back then. Um, but it's it's not for me. I think the big head on a base card just looks a little bit cheesy. Uh, 
I would rather them done some cool image as a, as a super, super, super short print. But uh, they didn't. So you've got the SSSPs. And a, supposedly that's just Tatis and Trout. I haven't seen any others. If anybody knows of any others, drop it in the comments on YouTube so that we can all learn together. All right. I, I'm doing a top 10 today. But I would be remiss to tell you uh, if I didn't bring up the fact that Kyle Cody and Owen Miller are in this product, along with Jared Kelnick. And the reason that's big to me is because I am from Wisconsin. Kyle Cody is from Chippewa Falls, Wisconsin. And I actually played Kyle Cody in high school like I had an actual at-bat against him. I struck out. He threw 94 miles per hour. I went up to the plate. He pumped one past me. It was the fastest thing I'd ever seen in my entire life. Like, it was there and gone in the blink of an eye. And then I swung at the next two pitches because I was shaking in my boots and thought if he hit me, I was going to break in half. So I've played Kyle Cody. I struck out against him, but it is sweet. I don't know how many people get to say, hey, I faced a kid in high school and now he's a major league pitcher, but I get to say that. So I'm excited about that. Kyle Cody, Chippewa Falls, Wisconsin. Owen Miller, Mequon, Wisconsin. Um, never faced him in high school, but Owen Miller, Mequon, Wisconsin, which is really cool. And then Jared Kelnick, who we'll bring up later, Waukesha, Wisconsin. So three dudes in one product from Wisconsin. I guarantee you that has never happened before. Three guys all in one tops flagship product with rookies from Wisconsin, a pretty proud moment for me and, uh, everyone else from Wisconsin that likes cards. So, uh, I'm excited about that. Obviously, you know, Kyle Cody is hes not going to be a star. Owen Miller, he's nice. Probably not going to be a star. Jared Kelnick's the one that obviously you're banking on to be a star from Wisconsin. Anyways, <clears throat> we move on. Number 10. Now, I didn't put numbers on here, but it is a top 10 list. And these are the 10 guys that I would kind of focus on if you're looking at tops update cards this year and looking to buy. Um, you'll notice that there are no prices on here. I did not put prices. We are only a week into this product or less than a week into this product. It would be kind of unreasonable for you to be spending money on this product right now. Let it go out. Let it be out for a week, two weeks, three weeks, or not a week, like two, three, four, a month at probably a month. You should probably let it out, be out for a month before you start buying these cards because right when cards come out, they are always the highest they are. And then they start dropping down. So let Tops Update be out for a while and then buy. For that reason, I didn't put prices on here. You shouldn't care about the prices right now because you shouldn't be buying them. If you find boxes, sure, buy the boxes, rip the boxes. That's fine. But if you're looking for singles, please don't buy right now. Wait. Wait a month. Go into like early December and then buy. So we've got Taylor Wallace. He's number 10. He's 25, so he's a bit older. Um, he played 54 games, 152 at bats. He only hit 211 with a 314 on base and a 296 slug. Good for a 610 OPS, but he was worth 1.5 wins above replacement, and that is on the strength of his defense at shortstop. Now he didn't hit well, and obviously Wander Franco is in front of him at shortstop, and that's not going to change ever. You also have Vidal Bruhan, who's probably going to be playing second base. Um, Taylor Walls, you know, maybe slots in at third base, but he probably doesn't have the bat. So ideally, Taylor Walls is probably getting traded to a shortstop needed team and getting slotted in there every day, at which point it would become he would become interesting to me from a like maybe his bat plays up a little bit. His defense is all already so good. He is going to stick at shortstop and probably be an everyday shortstop. 
I mean, look at that. A 6'10 OPS, but a 1.5 baseball wins of a replacement. That's defense. That's all defense. And so if he can get his bat just a little bit, all of a sudden he becomes a 3-4 win player, maybe pops a couple home runs, becomes interesting, and people pay a little bit of money for him. Obviously not the base card. I wouldn't buy the base card. But if you can get a cheap black or a cheap Independence Day, could be interesting. Number nine on the list is Logan Gilbert, one of many Mariners' top pitching prospects. He is 24. He started 24 games this year, 119 innings, a 468 ERA, which wasn't very good. But he did have 9.7 strikeouts per nine and 2.1 walks. Now, that's really nice. The closer you get, if you get over a strikeout per inning or more, that is nice. Obviously, I'd like him to get up into the tens, and I think he can. Walks per nine, 2.1 is pretty stinking low. You can handle two walks in nine innings. That's really easy. You don't want like four walks, but two walks is good. The one struggling thing here is 8.4 hits per nine. You would like to see that drop just a little bit. Um, His whip, it's not too terrible, 1.173, but you know, you'd like to see that drop. So if he can get those hits under control, maybe strike out another guy per nine innings and take one less hit away. While keeping his walks the same, all of a sudden I think you're looking from a 4.68 ERA guy into the threes potentially. And he was worth one point one win above replacement on the year. Logan Gilbert, interesting guy. I think his peripherals speak a lot more than his ERA does here. Um, but again, hits pretty high. 8.4 hits and nine innings pretty high. Alex Manoa, you'll notice that his age says 25. That is a lie. He is 23. That's my bad. Um, 20 games started, 111 innings pitched, 3.22 ERA. He had 10.2 strikeouts per nine, 3.2 walks, and 6.2 hits. And so here you go. Like his whip is a whole 0.1 lower than Logan Gilbert's. His hits are two lower. His walks one higher, so he, he only gives up one less base runner per nine innings, but he strikes out one more guy. And so you're looking at him, you're looking at him, and you look at Logan Gilbert and you say, all right, if he can get another strikeout, give up one last hit and get another strikeout, you know, he becomes an infinitely more interesting guy like Alec Manoa. So, uh, and Manoa was worth 2.8 wins above replacement in 111 innings. If he gets up to 200 innings, you know, he's a four, five win above replacement guy. Um, Alex Manoa is really interesting. But again, him and Logan Gilbert, the only pitchers on this list, they are pitchers. And therefore, you know, tops cards of pitchers, they just don't do very well. Bowman cards do fine. Tops cards, not so much. So if you can buy in really low and he does really well, you could sell for a profit. But don't be expecting huge returns. Number seven on the list is Taylor Trammell. He's 24, 51 games, 156 at-bats. A 160 average, 256 on base, 359 slugging. Good for a 615 OPS. He was worth negative 0.5 wins above replacement, but he had eight home runs. Now, I put Tramel on this list because he is tooled up and he is interesting. But, but he had a bad year. They have Kelnick, right? They've got Julio Rodriguez and they've got um, Mitch Hanniger out there. So, Tramel at the most is probably going to be a fourth outfielder going forward unless he gets traded. Um, so, you know, there isn't a huge buying opportunity right now, unless somebody gets injured or just absolutely stinks so badly, like Kelnick did this year that they just can't play him. But, you know, Tramel wasn't that much better or in fact, better at all. And so it's one of those things where Tramel tooled up, interesting, has a huge upside, but also the bat may never play. 
So you're taking a big risk. It's like if you bought into series one for Monte Harrison, somebody like that, you know, Monte Harrison, um, he used to be a Brewers prospect. He is super talented, tons of power, could have gone to uh, school for football, went baseball route. But, but, you know, hit tool, questionable. Hit tool, questionable for Taylor Trammell. So keep that in mind. But he is, he is interesting. He is interesting. And that's why he made it to number seven. Trevor Larnich, number six. And he, I wanted the Brewers to draft him a couple years ago. They didn't. They ended up getting Bryce Trang like the next pick, I believe. I believe that was the Bryce Trang draft. He is 24, 79 games, 260 at-bats this year. A 223 average, 322 on base, and a, a 350 slugging. Good for a 672 OPS. You'll notice that's not very good. Um, 0.6 win above replacement and seven home runs. That's not good. He did not have a good year. If he, if you extrapolate that out, he's worth 1.2 wins above replacement. That's probably on strength of his defense because you're not getting much value out of a 672 OPS, um, especially for a corner bat. Now, that being said, I believe in his bat a lot more than what he showed. Maybe not in Minnesota. Minnesota is a little bit of a hard place to hit, a uh, big park. But he does have an interesting bat. He was a really good hitter in college. He was a good hitter in the minors. And I expect him to be a good hitter in the majors. It might just take a little bit. But, of course, he's already 24. So by the time he figures it out, if he's 25, 26, will people care enough to invest in him? I don't know. But interesting player. Keep Trevor Larnich in mind as his bat is pretty good and a lot better than his 223 and especially his 322 on-base percentage today. The nice thing is his on-base percentage is 100 points higher than his average. So if you look at that and you say, all right, if it's 100 points higher, if he can raise his average 60 points, he should be able to raise his on-base percentage 60 points. And all of a sudden, you're looking at a 280-380 guy or a 260-360 guy. That's significantly more interesting. Then he gets close to an 800 OPS, and that is a viable, really good major leaguer. So Trevor Larnich, please raise your average. Get some more hits. Number five on the list is Geraldo Perdomo. Now, I've been a big fan of Geraldo Perdomo for a long time. He's a shortstop. He had interesting walk rates in the minors, but and he was a big-bodied shortstop, but he didn't have power. And he still kind of doesn't have power, but if he can add power to his frame, he becomes infinitely more interesting as a kid who can stick at shortstop. And you'll notice, age 22 season, he only played 11 games, 31 at-bats. But he had 258 average and a 378 on base. Now, small sample size, of course, for the 120-point difference between average and on base. But this is what he did in the minors. He had very high on base percentages. He had very high walk rates. So if you can keep that walk rate and and always have that baseline of shortstop and on base percentage, if he can grow into some power, and there's no guarantee that he grows into some power, but if he can grow into some power, all of a sudden he becomes a super, super interesting player with some pop on-base percentage, and defense at shortstop. So that's why Geraldo Perdomo is fifth on my list. It's a big risk. It's a big, big risk getting him to get to power. Like, I don't know if it will ever happen, but if it does, and it's because he has a big body and he's only 22, if he can grow into some power, could be a star. Could be a star, but I give it like a 10% chance of happening, you know? But it's worth it if it's cheap enough to buy a gold or a gold foil or something like that and just wait and see. You know, you spend two, three bucks on a card like this, five bucks, you put it in a box, you pull it out later, he does get into some power, and you sell it for 20, okay, 25, 30, okay. He doesn't, 
you sell it for one, two, you lose three bucks. No big deal. Number four on the list is Akil Badu. Now, I I gave Akil Badu a lot of crap, and not because I didn't think Akil Badu was good, but because people were spending oodles of money on Akil Badu when he was a Rule 5 draft pick and had a really good start to the year. You remember it. Multiple home runs, grand slam, um, walk-off hits, the whole nine yards in his just his first three games. Well, people were spending money like crazy on him, all the way up to like $200 a Bowman Chrome base auto. And I was like, look, stop. You're wasting your money. And some people got grumpy with me because they thought I didn't like Akil Badu. I like Akil Badu. He's a 2.1 win above replacement player as a rule five pick. Like, that's a solid player. He's young. He's only 23. He can get better. He can be, and you know, he could be a really, really good player. Nothing to complain about Akil Badu. But it was just the prices at the start of the year. Now, you're looking at Akil Badu's tops cards. Age 23, he had 124 games. Played 124 games, 413 at-bats. That's a really good amount for a Rule 5 draft pick. 259 average, 330 on base percentage, and a 436 slugging. Good for a 766 OPS. 2.1 baseball reference, win above replacement, and 13 home runs. Now, here's what is interesting about this. A 766 OPS for a 23-year-old that hadn't played above A-ball is super good. Now, the question is, you know, how will he adapt? Pitching is going to adapt to him. Now, how will we adapt back? Now, obviously, they will have adapted to him through the year, and he will have adjusted through the year. What will he do when they have an entire offseason to study Akil Badu? Because there's not that many good players on the Tigers, at least hitting-wise, currently. Uh, Shout-out Spencer Torkelson, who's going to get called up next year. Um, But how are they going to adjust, and how is he going to adjust back? Because if he can keep carrying a 766 OPS into age 24 and up it, you know, get into that 800 we're looking at a really good player. We're looking at probably a four win above replacement guy. That would be huge. Um, so Akil Badu, number four on the list. There's upside here. Uh, it just it's tough to gauge him because of how little minor league experience he had. It's just it's just it's super tough to gauge what he's got in him, you know. But he had a good year this year. There's no denying that, and he did it at the hardest level. And for that reason. I'd be willing to bet a little bit on Akil Badu going forward. Number three on the list is Andrew Vaughn, 23 years old, 127 games, 417 at bats, a 235 average with a 309 on base and a 396 slugging good for a 705 OPS, which is uh, on base plus slugging for those of you if you are new here. Baseball reference wins above replacement was 0.2, and he had 15 home runs in the year. Now, this is a disappointing year for Andrew Vaughn. Andrew Vaughn was drafted third overall a couple years ago because his bat was so good. You don't usually draft first baseman because they don't have defensive value. But when your bat is so good, you know, you don't care because you're buying your first base from the future and whatever, if the bat is as good as it gets. And so for me, this is a super disappointing year because you're expecting Andrew Vaughn to come up and be able to hit anywhere. He didn't. But because of that, I still expect him to be able to hit. Like, Andrew Vaughn is just that good of a hitter. He's not going to not be able to hit. And so going forward, you know, this might be the cheapest you can get Andrew Vaughn. It's probably worth picking up a few cards because Andrew Vaughn is that type of guy that should just be able to mash. Jose Abreu is eventually going to be gone from the White Sox. Andrew Vaughn is going to have the first base job going forward. One, when Jose Abreu is gone. And... He should be able to mash, mash really well. And people love power. People love pop. They pay for pop. If he can get up to 30, 40 home runs, 
people are going to pay. And if you can get a gold for three bucks, four bucks, or whatever it is, worth it. Number two on the list is Jonathan India. And I wanted to put him number one. I really did. But he is 24, going to be 25 this year. He was the best rookie in baseball. But I couldn't put him number one just because of his age. Um, I have 516 games here. That clearly isn't correct. I don't know how many games he played. But 516 games is definitely inaccurate. Um, 441 at-bats, though. It might have been 516 plate appearances I accidentally put on there. But 441 at-bats, a 265 average, a 365 on base, which is really nice, and a 449 slugging, good for an 814 OPS and four baseball reference wins above replacement, along with 17 home runs. Like Jonathan India, that's a great season. Out of a rookie, that is a spectacular season. The eye at the plate, great, 100 points higher than his average. The power, Really good out of a second baseman, 17 home runs. Now, he is a second baseman. You'd like a different position if you're trying to make the most out of your money. But 17 home runs out of a second baseman, four wins above replacement, 814 OPS, and 100 point higher than his average. All really good indicators of future potential. <laughs> you know, um, if you're already a four win above replacement player in your rookie season, you're not even to your, your peak yet, your age 27, age 28 years, um, and you're hitting 17 home runs. You know, this is a guy, maybe he doesn't get to 30 home runs, but if he gets to 25, keeps his average um, pretty high, 270, 280, you know, 370, 380, maybe even a little bit higher, maybe touching 400 on base percentages a couple of these years. Stud, absolute stud, and it's probably not going to go anywhere. And because Nick Cassianos just opted out, Joey Votto is getting older and getting probably closer to the end of his contract. You're looking at a team, you know, Eugenio Suarez, but then Jonathan India. And that is who they're going to have left. You know, um, They're going to be getting rid of uh, Mike Moustakis, those guys. So, you know, they're going to go younger. They're going to try to cut payroll this year. Jonathan India is probably going to be the focal point of their team. And if he's the face of their team, there's value there. And then lastly... But not least, number one, Jared Kelnick, the pride of Waukesha, Waukesha West, I believe. He went to high school, not Waukesha East. And uh, absolute stud, Jared Kelnick. 93 games, 337 at-bats, 181 average. Wait, Nate, you just said he's an absolute stud, but he had 181 average. What? I did. I did say he's a stud, but he did not play well this year. A 265 on base percentage, a 350 slugging. Good for a 615 OPS, negative 1.8 wins above replacement, and 14 home runs. Now, hear me out. Those stats are bad. They're real bad. There's nothing, there's, there's nothing I can say that make those stats look good. Outside of the 14 home runs in a, in a big park like Seattle, literally nothing I can say that makes those stats look good. But Jared Kelnick is a premium bat. He's always been a premium bat. He was drafted for his premium bat. In high school, he was a bat. In minors, he was a bat. In the majors, his bat disappeared, but it was his first taste of the majors. He will get it going. I am confident. I am confident in Jared Kelnick. And for that reason, I probably wouldn't be confident enough to buy Bowman Chrome autos of him. Those are a little bit too expensive still. But I'd definitely be willing to buy a short print or two or a gold or a gold foil or a foil or you know, black, well, black might be expensive. Independence Day, you know, that stuff might be expensive, a couple hundred bucks, but you can probably get golds and gold foils for pretty cheap. And if he ends up hitting as well as I think he can and everyone else thinks he can, you make out like a bandit. You know, if you spend $25 on a gold right now and it goes up to 100, you'll be happy with that, right? So Jared Kelnick, 
tough year, but that bet is for real. I don't care what the stats say. I don't care. I believe in it. Maybe I'm biased because I'm from Wisconsin. He's from Wisconsin. But I believe in the bat despite what the stats say, and I am excited for Jared Kelnick going forward. That, my friends, is all we have for the Tops Update. I hope you guys enjoyed it. I was going to try to make this a little bit shorter and ended up being a little bit longer, but that was my top 10. Again, no prices. No prices. You shouldn't be buying these cards instantaneously anyways. You should wait a couple weeks at the very least. Wait two weeks at the very least. Best to wait a month and then buy into these guys. But keep these in mind. Um, there's a lot of interesting players on this list. A lot of guys that didn't do very well, but um, then you have like the Jonathan Indies of the world. There's maybe not like the star potential of the other sets, but there is the a star potential in Jonathan in, J- in the top three: Jared Kelnick, Jonathan India, and Andrew Vaughn. And then there is you know potential for guys to really improve, like Gerald Aldo Perdomo and Akil Badu. Um, and even the pitching, like Alec Manoa, is probably a star pitcher already. He's a stud. And so you know, there's guys on this list that you can buy into and be happy with. So keep that in mind. Look for good prices in a couple of weeks and enjoy Tops Update 2021. Significantly, significantly better than Tops Update 2020. I will talk to you guys again next time.